Fantasy Podcast. This is episode two. My name is Brandon, and I'm here joined with Eric and Dave. Eric? May the force be with you. Dave? And also with you. So clearly we're referencing the Star Wars universe, one of the our favorite worlds and kind of what brought us all together and kind of talk about this stuff. So yeah, we couldn't wait. Episode two, getting into Star Wars. So without further ado, let's start the episode. Whenever you're playing a Star Wars game, you get to put in either the name of your save game or KOTOR, you put in the name of your guy or whatever. I assume that we all have defaults. What is your what's your default Star Wars game name? So I actually Eric? I actually made up a Star Wars like character a long time ago. Like I don't know, probably when I was in my like this is like my Star Wars persona, quote unquote. Um, Nerd alert! When I was in wow. like my teens, um, but his name is Turlock's Kentor, and that's my go-to for Star Wars name. Um, that's so yeah. That's my Jedi persona. That's not a good one. I kind of feel like mine's really cheesy now. I'm a Obi Dave. Obi Dave. All right, I like that. Every time. Obi Dave. Yeah. Kind of rolls Darth off the tongue. Wilson. It's not. Good <laughs> okay, that's there. Fine. Really come back or something. Uh, see, it's the other side of the coin. Yeah. I, I, I went dark though. <laughs> Brandon, you might. Have, right. well, you guys might actually like the. There's a Star Wars role playing game that's. Kind of fantastic. If you've never played a pen and paper game, I have not. We played one for like four years of my life. It's a lot of us. All right. Well, if I'm not watching a, a movie or playing a video game and I really, really want to do something like that, I will let you know. But I don't know what to do. I don't know if I have the uh, capabilities to do something like that. Uh, all right. Well, let's get on with the show. Um, so this is episode two, and we have a theme today. Eric, do you want to drop the, the theme of today's episode? Sure. Um, the theme is Star Wars. Dun 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 One of our favorite topics. It's the low-hanging low fantasy fruit, you know? It's easy to grab, tastes delicious, and everybody loves it. Uh, Eric kind of framed up this episode where you you know you had a good question. How do we, you know, what was your, how are you introduced to Star Wars? How did you get into it? Um, yeah, if you want to actually take it away, go for sure, it. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just wanted to start with each of us, explain like you said, explaining how we got into Star Wars, how we were introduced to it, and what makes it you know special to each of us. Um, so. Uh, I don't know who wants to start. Um, Brandon, if you want to start. Yeah, I mean, sure. Um, mine, I grew, I'm one of five. I'm the youngest. Uh, the next one in line is seven years older than me. So I was born in 81. Accident. I was just... Total, total accident, dude. And they absolutely, honestly, though, with my parents, I think all, but like the first two were like, everybody else was an accident. But, um... Yeah, so I grew up with Star Wars toys because that's what my brothers had, right? They just had them left laying around, and they weren't playing with them, so I just had them. And I had laser discs. Uh, we had these big, awesome, laser discs. Laser discs. We still, my brother has them still to this day. Laser discs. They're like the vinyl of movies. Giant artwork, uh, album art, all that stuff. But uh, I, Star Wars was always on. 
we just always had it on and I just grew up with it. It wasn't like this wow moment. I just always had it around me. So it was just like a part of my life. So that was really how I was exposed to it. I didn't really fall in love with it till probably the mid to late 90s. Um, I think maybe around when I always enjoyed it. But I think uh, episode one, the hype really kind of got me like kind of go back and revisiting it in a new set of eyes. But yeah, that was mostly my experience. I'm, I'm kind of fallen to the same early early '80s kid, one of six, and kind of Star Wars is just always there. So, uh, I don't know. Kind of always remember growing up playing the games, having the movies on. I was a VHS kid. I didn't. I was in the fancy Laserdisc boy. But what games were you playing growing up? For well, Star Wars? I mean, you had Super Nintendo. You had. Uh, Super Star Wars. Return of the Jedi, Super Star Wars, all those. The ones for NES are kind of brutal. But then, I mean, you get into the 90s, you get into X-Wing on the PC, you get into Jedi Outcast, all those growing yeah. up. So yep. it's it kept going on, not just the movies, but all sorts. So I think you, you and me are technically, you know, we saw 4, 5, and 6 first. And I don't know, Eric, I guess you can jump in yeah. here. Yeah, it's funny. So I was born in 1994. Um, so uh, none of my immediate family was really into Star Wars, but it was my cousins that actually got me into Star Wars. Um, I I spent a lot of time with them as a kid, and you know they were you know big into Star Wars and all that stuff. So in 1999 is when Episode One came out, Phantom Menace, um, and I think that was my entry point into Star Wars. Um, was when episode one came out so that's the first movie that i ever see ever remember seeing and i know after i saw it so i was so i was what five years old when that came out um so george lucas made jar jar just for you how do you how do you how did you feel about that back then i don't remember hating jar jar but i also don't remember liking him that much i was Hmm. i was just big into lightsaber fights you know Obviously, every kid is just... It's, first time they see a lightsaber, is like, yep, done. This is the best thing I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, definitely episode one was my entry point. And then I don't remember seeing the original trilogy until kind of a little bit later. Like, I started really, really getting into Star Wars when episode three came out, which was 2005. So I remember seeing, you know, in between... You were, what, 10? Yep, I was, yeah, 10. I was 10 years old, because it came out in May 2005. Yep. When I saw episode three, it was, you know, that was a really special memory for me, because, like, I was, like, dying to see it. I was begging, and my mom, when my mom finally took me, we went and saw it together, and I, like, seriously, my 10-year-old brain was just blown away by everything in that movie. And, <laughs> I mean, that's that's definitely why episode three is my favorite movie, just because I have that strong um, sentimental memory attached to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, it's cool. I, I think that's super cool. You get to have a different perspective. So we're going to... Um, basically, this whole episode is just dedicated to Star Wars, and the big chunk of it is really just talking about why we love Star Wars so we know like how we got into it, but uh, you know, you asked the the two of us like we you know 
um, you know, what are those favorite moments? And then, like, how would you rate those movies and stuff like that? I don't, Dave, why don't you start us off? What are some of the moments that you had, like, your favorite moments in Star Wars? That it's just like, God damn it, this is why I like this franchise. Uh, well, there's a couple, I guess. Growing up with the first three, I guess, four, five, six, which is how I introduced it to my kids. Uh, mm-hmm. Those ones have, uh, they kind of set a lot of the templates for the next movies. So there's always the big bad guy at the end, you know, there's always some sort of big ass space battle and like a couple things going on at different times. So those ones kind of set things up. But I mean, with, you know, starting, I guess, I don't know. From four, five, six. I mean, the the first Death Star run has got to be up there. Um, yes. Empire Empire Strikes Back. I mean, that's you know a pretty pivotal movie where it's it looks so good, and you know the good guys lose at the end, which is kind of you know that's not normal in mm-hmm. movies. Usually, it's like you know they're not thinking about the whole trilogy of things or the bigger picture. <clears throat> movie seven, eight, nine. But uh, those two initially, and then, I mean, the Endor battle and return is uh, pretty, I mean, it's pretty amazing where you got everything going down on the planet and you got Palpatine up in space kind of rubbing shit in Luke's face. It's kind of awesome, um, kind of from every aspect on there. But, though, I mean, those three really stand out, I guess. Uh when you get into one, two, three, um, I don't want to steal all the steal all the good <laughs> ones, but I mean one, two, and three. I mean they they are they are no slouches by themselves because I mean the first one you have the duel of the fates, which yep. is oh my God. you know one of the one of the cooler lightsaber battles battles ever, I guess. Um, that song is just oh my god, <laughs> it's burned Seriously, one of the best. Burned in your brain. Sure. John Williams' greatest song, outside of the probably like the Star Wars theme song, "Duel of the Fates" is like right up there. But yeah, yes, that's you see a Darth Maul light that fucking second lightsaber. You're like, oh shit, this is about to go down, and you know, it's so good. Uh, it's and so George good. Lucas did some shit with one, two, and three that you know he kind of moved a lot of CGI forward in those movies. But mm. with, uh, like lore wise, I mean, he's got some kind of wackadoodle ideas with his midichlorians and all that kind of stuff but i don't mind yeah I, star wars lore's fine with me but yeah yep yeah, two, was, two was a bit on, Dave. what about episode that, two what, what about episode two i mean no yeah episode <laughs> two is kind of a pile think, of donkey dude yeah, but it's two, all, i mean it's Anakin, all right but the, the arena fight scene. it's kind of cool hmm? the arena fight, the arena yeah. fight i think would be my highlight That's for cool. that one because episode two is just a kind of a blah of a movie. I did really like, I mean, Obi-Wan is my favorite character in Star Wars, so um, the fight between him and Jango Fett was was pretty was pretty badass. It was kind of lame that Jango Fett, I mean, he was, you know, he was he was a cool-looking character, which is kind of funny because it mirrors how Boba Fett was in the original trilogy. He was a cool-looking character, but he never really did or said a whole lot. Like, he had, like, seven minutes of total screen time throughout, you know, those two movies. So, 
Um, they kind of J- did them J- dirty the way Mace kind of. Yeah, Django kind of gets so, so short changed. Like he just fucking decapitates him, and then yep, he's done. And that's how, uh, you know, you get that like on Bobo's face. You know, he's like, "Oh, you killed my dad," and all this stuff. So, I don't know. I feel like they tried too hard to make that like a Boba Fett origin story. Like, oh, my dad was killed, and now I'm gonna, you know, become a bounty hunter like him. Yeah, it's yeah, that's uh. But well, uh, I guess at this point maybe we'll just you know kind of go back and forth, and I'm sure Dave can talk more. He's got some scenes probably he liked in like seven, nine, seven, eight, nine. But Eric, I mean, why don't you just roll with it, and then we'll just yeah. kind of go all over the place. But yeah, let's hear some of yours. I mean, like I mean, we're just leading into it, and like I said before, Episode Three is my favorite Star Wars movie. I'll say that right now. Um, I mean, the Obi Wan versus Anakin fight, like. I don't know. I in my mind, you, I don't. You can't top. You can't top it, that. It's the best fight in all of Star it's Wars. It's just, uh, through, it's this, a, but it's funny because like it's a fight that you knew that was gonna happen. Yes, this and is you why knew who's gonna win. But yep. what is it about it that you still like? That's why I, I love this movie. Like just like, I mean, I, obviously I love Obi Wan. Like I said before, my favorite character. But um, just the build up throughout that whole movie, you can see the relationship. Between, how at the beginning the relationship between Obi-Wan and Anakin is so strong. And then, you know, as they as it, the movie continues, you can see, like, Anakin kind of drifting away, going, you know, obviously going more towards the dark side. Um, and ju- there's just this building tension throughout the entire length of the movie. And then it just all culminates in this huge, crazy battle on this lava planet where they're just going at it. It's, I don't know. In my why mind, that's one of the best Mustafar? moments. Why, uh, what, why was it there? That is a good question. Um, Anakin went there to kill the Trade yeah, Republic that's right. commanders. Yep. That's where they were hiding out. So he murdered... Apparently that planet's pretty pretty bad in the dark side, too. That's, I guess, Palpatine's whole whole spiel to send him there. So Cannon says... Squeeze it out. Yes. And it, Palpatine obviously was the puppet master for everything, mm-hmm. and he created Anakin. And he, Canon says that he impregnated Shmi, or right. Smee, or Shmi, right? And then she has Anakin. He must be risking it though, because like it's a slave on a crappy ass planet in the Outer Rim. What are the chances of this child surviving? But he does. Uh, when Anakin and the Emperor first meet. In episode one, there's kind of like a nod that something's going to happen. But then two and three, he straight up seduces him. Does he seduce Anakin because he knows that it's his son? Or does he seduce him because he knows that he's stupid powerful and he can he can take that imbalance and get him, you know, like kind of like he did. Like he well, used Dooku to create like the split and... The Federation and stuff like that. Doesn't it Palpatine say at one point that he like can't he see the future essentially? Like he foresaw all this happening. When did he say that? I thought I thought he said that. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like this was you know, like you said, this was his whole master plan. So he he knew that Anakin was like quote unquote the chosen one, but for his apprentice, not you know, to bring balance to the force he's kind of playing it from a couple different angles too right where you know 
first he's got Maul, and then he's got Dooku, and then he's got Anakin. He's just kind of, you know, he's like trading up, like when you do that little flea market trick where you trade a sack of beans into a car. He just keeps <laughs> keeps trading up Sith Apprentice. True. He is doing that, but is, oh, hold on a second, though. Eric, you got me thinking, because we From, know the prophecy. We yeah. straight up say the prophecy, they just dropped that in episode one, there's a chosen one. And it's, we all know it's supposed to be Anakin, right? And people argue that it is Anakin. But are you suggesting that the Emperor is is um, also believes in the same prophecy, but for the dark side? Or th- do the yeah. Sith have their own prophecy and he created his own? Because Sidious is like beyond... He's, he's very different. I don't know all the Sith Lords, but... Yeah, his whole thing was that he he was just like really good at being crafty. He learned from Tyrannus or whatever how to create life. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Is that yeah? Um, Darth Tyrannus. Yep. And uh, yeah, so I I mean that's always what it looked like from my perspective is that um, everything Palpatine was doing was leading up to Anakin throughout, you know, the entire, the entire, uh, I guess the prequel trilogy. When I think about it, it seems super sloppy. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard being a fan of Star Wars. And I do not want to get into the, (laughs) the theatrics and drama and the tox toxicity around Star Wars. This is all about praise, but it is hard to keep. Well, I was just going to say, according to episode nine, Palpatine is just a a god. Like he can do anything. Right. Episode four, they have an idea and they pull it off with five and six. And then here we are like nine movies, 10, 11 movies, then Ewok movies. I mean, in Christmas specials and and TV shows and video games and comic books and books and others. All this canon that's been written, um, it's just like, you know that that episode four, he had no idea where it was going. Um, You made a comment where like seven, nine, was it Dave? Seven, eight, nine, clearly, Mm -hmm. which I agree. They had no idea what they were doing. You can't tell me that nine is what they were thinking when they wrote seven. But no, absolutely. Four, five, and six. We see mistakes all the time. And friggin' um, Leia straight up says, <laughs> I remember my mother. I forget, I remember my mother. She talks about her mom. Wasn't it in episode? It's in Return of the Jedi at the end. Se- yeah, it's six. Oh. Yeah, I remember her. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> well, now you, now you can say that yeah. now that you know that she died of a broken heart or she got sad and died. Whatever you want to I mean, say. That's but. what happens when you try to continue a, you know, the series twenty five years later or whatever the gap was. But, but I'm just saying that in the original trilogy, people think that like there's no like there's sloppiness too. That's like this. That's the thing about Star Wars. It's it's for fun. Don't overthink it because mm-hmm. Luke and Leia straight up made out in like what was that five? Right? She like plants a kiss to get Han Solo jealous. <laughs> I don't know if that con- constitutes made making out, but uh, we'll we'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right, I want to just hop in on that Darth Maul scene real quick. So mm-hmm. to me, because I'm the designer in this room here, and you know I'm a brand guy, and I Star Wars to me is a, an amazing brand because it's not not because like Star Wars is one movie or several movies. 
Star Wars is fantastic to me because I can hear it. I can hear the songs. I can hear the aliens. I can hear the quotes. I can hear every sound. I, I can just hear it, you know, and I can just, I love that there's so many unique sounds that are just so Star Wars. You can smell I Darth love, Maul's axe body spray. Mm. Well, maybe the scent isn't there. But like, <laughs> I know. I'm fucking with you. But like when you go to the movie theater and you sit down, it's pitch black, it's dark, it's silent, and then the blue text comes up and it says a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. That is how you start a Star Wars movie. And then all of a sudden, boom, mm-hmm. logo text crawl and this and you feel the bass because you're in the theater and it's just dun, 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 you know so it's just like it's awesome i love that star wars has this connection between like the viewer and what is producing i think it's just well done i think star wars is genius because they went the theater like the orchestral route mm-hmm. the first star trek movie it's like stupid synths from like the late 70s or 80s kind of thing it's just weak but Star Wars is like, no, 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 no. We're going to have cellos and violins and harps and trumpets and what You're going to have everything, right? So then when we get to Darth Maul's uh, um, basically showing off his dual lightsaber, we've only seen one, right? We've only seen one. And when he first fought Qui-Gon Jinn earlier in the movie, he just uses one lightsaber and that's it. He looks cool. He's got the black uh, robe on and he's fighting Qui-Gon and comes out of nowhere but then we meet him again and the song kicks in it's got like a or like a chorus which our choir like we'd never have had that before this is different and then he's just and the other one turns on it's like yes because there's two jedis and he's cool as fuck looking so i don't know everything about that scene was just so awesome that's what i want out of star wars like that movie, I, I was just like, yeah, one is like whatever, hit or miss, but mm-hmm. it's got an, an amazing scene. I had to say that just because you guys are talking about visual and storytelling, and I wanted to get the uh, sound part out of it, where like it's just because right up to that moment, it's you know, it's like whatever, and it's like da 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 da, you know, it's just mm-hmm. different. It's just new. I'll bring this up um, as it's kind of a favorite moment, but it's more, I guess, it's more personal to me. Um, the first time that I saw The Force Awakens, um, is one of my top Star Wars moments. So let me, let me explain. I love that movie, so go for it, dude. I mean, The Force Awakens is one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Um, it's, it's really high up there. Dave a little cooler on the sequel trilogy. Is it? If you like four, you like seven. It is inspired by four, definitely. Um. Sure. They do a lot of. Steals all the same story beats. I mean, if you, yeah, if it's, it's basically what any like continuation of a long running series is like a reboot, if you will. So, I mean, you could think about, um, the Creed movies with the Rocky series. It's basically retreading, you know, the first Creed movie is retreading kind of the same ground. It's, it, it does. A new audience. Yeah, I totally get it. It, it takes what worked from the first movie and expands upon it, um, in a really smart way. In my opinion, but how did you know that you were liking seven though? Like, like I remember watching dude, one and like not sure if I liked it. Two, I instantly knew I didn't like this movie. Three, I was like whatever. But so I seven, think seven, I knew I liked it. I think it, 
I think it was just the aspect of like, I mean, after episode three, we didn't know if we would get any more Star Wars movies ever, you know? Um, I mean, obviously it's a, it's a huge money making machine, but like, I think the, just the announcement that, okay, there's going to be three more movies in, you know, in the series, but Disney isn't making them this whole trilogy deal. Yeah. Disney. Yep. Acquired Lucas, um, film. So yeah, it's, it's a huge, it's a huge deal. Um, so, I mean, obviously the hype around seven was huge and, I don't know. The trailer, I just, dude. I watched it like a thousand the times. The trailer, yeah. Just everything I, everything about it leading up to it, I was just digging it. Um, Chewy. And we're like, home. dude, the, <laughs> the moment uh, the moment I stepped into, like, the, like you were saying, when the blue text comes on the screen, the music kicks in, like, I was just like tearing up. I'm not even joking. Um, and like, I don't, I was literally, I think there was a smile on my face through that entire movie. Like, and I don't know, just. What's your favorite scene in, in, in seven? Do you have one? In the Force Awakens? Um, that, that's a good question. Um, let me think. I, I mean, I, I really like the, (laughs) I think it's funny that they gave Finn a lightsaber, um, in that movie. Like he just happened to get it. Um, and seeing him like use it and kind of like fumble with it was really funny because we've never really seen that before a non Jedi wielding a lightsaber, which is so weird because this is another thing that was interesting about seven is that they kind of shook up a lot of things they did in previous star Wars movies. Um, like it, I feel like it was always implied that you had to be a force user to use a lightsaber, which I mean, people oh, say, that's a good point. People say that, there's theories that Finn is force sensitive a little bit and all that stuff, but really, I think he was just a, you know, a soldier using a weapon that he didn't know how to use, and it was just interesting seeing that. Um, Ray, obviously, the Ray and Kylo Ren fight was great towards the end. Um, oh yeah, it was it was beautiful. I don't know. I think there are a lot of great moments. BB-8, you know, best new, best new Star Wars yes. droid. <laughs> Yes, I think, um, yeah, I, I just want to say something about, like, Kylo Ren. I thought Kylo Ren, I loved his, so Vader, they didn't have a villain with a voice in 1, 2, and 3. That was my problem with 1, 2, and 3, which, how could you really? Because Anakin, I don't know, he wasn't the villain, but, like, he becomes Vader and he has this really cool voice. So who's going to substitute that? Uh, they killed off Maul, you know, Palpatine was still human form, and, uh, General Grievous is whatever, but when Seven, I remember, because I, I'm, I don't know, I just, I'm so sensitive to the s- sound of Star Wars that I'm, I'm always listening for it. And when, when Kylo Ren talks in that movie, I fucking love it because he's like, so, very subtle, the way he's like, it's softly spoken, but it's the only sound, it dominates the, like the movie. Mm-hmm. And you just, it's that, that voice, it's like, it's all that artificial voice that he's putting over his, his voice, but behind the mask. And I just thought that was like so cool. And I loved every scene with mm-hmm. Kylo Ren. I was like, this is a great villain. This is really cool. You know, I loved Kylo Ren. I loved everything about him. I mean, to maybe me, I, I was in love. Yeah. I liked, I like I like Kylo, Kylo Ren a lot. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I definitely did tear up when Han Solo got killed. 
by Kylo Ren, his own son. I did tear up, but I got I got um I got a little emotional in eight about it. It was weird. Seven, I, think, I was just like I think it I was, knew like, he was like not gonna do all three movies, so I just knew he yeah. was gonna be somehow leaving the movie or get killed off. I think it was more for me like Chewie's reaction when yes. Solo got stabbed. You know, Chewie was so upset and he just goes into a rampage. How do you how do you feel about the blooper or not a blooper but the fucking misstep that they had where Leia runs to console Rey when she comes back and Chewie is left alone knowing that Chewie's been with Han for fucking a long <laughs> time. Yeah, you know? poor Chewie. That, that's the only that JJ Abrams is like yeah, any regrets on seven like if you could reduce them and he said that would be the scene so the fan base let me have it and I absolutely see it. I was like, how did I? How did I not show Leia running to Chewie? Mm-hmm. That would have been a beautiful scene. That would have been a beautiful scene. But they were so caught up in establishing Rey. The story was about her. So Leia just goes to her and, you know, like, fuck, dude. That would have been a beautiful scene yeah, if would they have. would have just had her run to Leia. Uh, you know, and the two of them are just, you know, having a moment. That would have been good, but... I like the eight that they... Can I talk about eight? Am, am I allowed to talk about eight yet? Yes, I love eight. Okay. I know Dave okay. I Dave is not it. as hot as would, on it as we are. I know that. Yeah, so I, I'll just say this real quick. I remember, I remember struggling, f- falling in love with one, two, and three. Really don't like two. One and three I've grown to uh, re- enjoy, actually. Uh, two, I don't hate it now, but I just don't like it. But... um. Seven comes out, and I'm like, wow, that was awesome. That was cool. Yes, it was four all over again, but that's like, all right, Disney, I trust you. I like these characters. I like like where we're going. I'm okay with it. I love Snoke. I love Kylo Ren. I like Rey. I like Finn. I like Poe. I like, there's no complaints. Eight comes out. I fucking love the fuck out of that movie. I come out of that movie thinking... Everybody's going to think this is the greatest Star Wars movie of all time. And I realize I'm either in the minority or there's just a lot of angry Star Wars fans out there that just didn't like the movie. But I was just like, whoa, this isn't like really like nobody's liking this movie. The critics were liking it. I was liking it. But like the whatever, the loud fan base did not like it a lot. And I don't want to get into that. I want to praise eight. I love the intro, battle scene, the music. I think Ryan Johnson killed it. Whoever he worked with for that scene, I cared more about that Rose's sister and her sacrifice. I cared more about her than I did. Like like I was telling Dave earlier um, before recording, when they ordered Order 66 in Episode 3, I didn't know any of those Jedi. I knew Jedi were wiped out, and I knew Anakin would turn evil. That we knew. But that was it. So we see Order 66 go down, and it's just like, okay, yeah, of course, they're all killed off. But who were they? I didn't have one, two, episode one or two to grow into these characters to think, yes, it's sad to see that character die because we spent this much time with them. No. Just random background Jedis in the council just like getting picked off could care less but then eight introduces like her and like the the and like the other like the cat like they they had scenes and the the way they shot it i just her sacrifice i cared about her death 
Not Who are you talking about? Movie. Holdo? No, in the beginning, uh, Rose. Oh, Rose's Rose. sister. sister. Rose's yeah, sister, the, the that's two, right. The okay. two Asian, yeah, the, the, yeah, her. So I just, I was like, that's a really good sacrifice. Like, finally, like, somebody gets the sacrifice part of Star Wars, because I don't care, unless it's, like, a main character. These other people, I just don't know. And I thought he did a great job that, right? But then, like, I loved when, um, when uh, Luke is going to confront Kylo at the end and he goes to Leia and the music is playing. It's fucking goddamn John Williams. Every movie, no matter what acting and director, whoever is doing it, he always delivers. And the music is just so good in eight. And I just, I don't know, listen to it. Watch that scene again when Luke goes and and he's he's talking to Leia and he says, nobody's ever gone, kisses her on the forehead. Um, Mark Hamill made that scene up. He just kissed her on the forehead. He just did that. He thought that would have been a good thing because he knew this is the last time he's going to see his sister because he's going to die. He's giving everything he's got to distract Kylo so that Ray can take the rest of him and get the fuck out of there with Poe, right? And... He was saying bye to his sister. It's a fucking gorgeous scene. It's shot beautifully. And just knowing that she died, it's it's fucking it's more sad. Mm-hmm. This is the last scene that they did together. And Leia, or Leia, Carrie Fisher never got to see the movie. Mm-hmm. Which, whatever. I don't know. Everybody got hung up on her Mary Poppins scene. But I thought she was, I thought she struggled in seven. But I thought Carrie Fisher really owned it in eight. Dude, there's this one scene on Crate. The, the red planet right before yep. the final battle when she's got like the cloak like it's just oh, just her eyes are exposed and she's yeah. like looking at the battle yep. that's about to happen that. dude that's a stunning stunning scene I thought it was just beautifully shot um it's 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 just a shame because there's so much um like anger around that mm-hmm. movie that I think people are blinded about some of the gorgeous Obviously, like the scene when Hollow like sacrifices herself and just you know uses the, at that scene, whatever. That, you, even that, if you don't like her, that, that was a really good one. That is a cinematic masterpiece. Like uh, that scene. Oh, oh whoa, my whoa, god, whoa. dude! It uh, looks nice. So let's not call it a the, cinematic masterpiece. When I saw that, whoa. when I saw that in the theater, when yeah, when she used the light speed to go through that dreadnought, dude, that was one of the. I'm not even lying. One of the best things i've ever seen in a no, movie. It, is, it is cool but i'm we're, we're talking nice about star wars about things we like and i'm i've been quiet for a little bit here i will say we're talking this. about the, what, the new just, series but let me get a dig in here for a at the first time i saw it i didn't really like it that much um so when i saw it in theaters for the first time i was like i left the i left the theater saying like yeah that was good but Nah, I don't know. I like seven a lot better. Um, but on seven's more fun. Definitely more, more fun. Adventure. More action. Yep, all that. So, but Mystery. on yeah, on subsequent watches of eight, um, I began to like appreciate it more and more. Um, just basically it's was risky, yeah. dude. Yeah, it's risky. It does it, things like. It does. Kylo's things. the fucking man at the end of that thing. He is. Vader always had the Emperor, you yep. know, or Vader always had like Admiral um, oh, Death Star. I can't. Uh, 
what's his face, Dave? You know, he Tarkin. You talking about Tarkin? Episode four. Tarkin, thank Tarkin? you. Yeah. He always had somebody else with him, but like Kylo straight up kills his boss. He's like, I'm going to lead the First Order. I'm I'm in charge, and I'm the one with the lightsaber, and I'm young and powerful as fucking do this. But yeah, go ahead. I thought, yeah, eight, just different. Yeah, I mean, the 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 whole casino planet crap can whatever. Why that. don't people like that? Hold on. So what, what, hold on. Why, I, that's the part like I don't get. Like this, the it, it just felt. It just felt unnecessary and like kind There's of nothing happened. Nothing. It yeah. has nothing to do with anything else, really. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It, it shows that Rose and Finn are naive and young, and they're trying to help Leia, mm-hmm. a fucking general. They're trying to do a general. See, that's a, all right. Here's the here's the secret message. I think a lot of people miss. I understand. I understand the point of the scene. I just think it wasn't done well. But, what, dude, they tried to pull a fast one. Poe, Finn, and Rose thought they could do something that Leia and Haldo couldn't figure out. If they would have just listened, they would have been fine, but they didn't. They could perform mutiny, and they tried to do this thing, and then they, they just, they're told, they're even told who to get. They get the wrong guy. They make mistake after mistake after mistake. The whole point is to build Finn's character because he's, he hates the uh, the uh, Empire, or First Order. He leaves it. He's running away. He's scared. He has no reason to live. He just doesn't want to be part of that, and he's running away. Eight is all about giving him a purpose. He still, in the beginning, wants to leave, and Rose arrests him. And then he's like, shown, he's like, you know what? All I really have is my friend, Ray. He's like, she's all that matters to me. And then he goes with her because he's stupid. He's blind. He's trying desperately to, to do something for the Republic, or for, for uh, the Resistance. And it's 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 because like these decisions that he's making they're stupid it's like falling in love with somebody and making all the wrong decisions you're kind of fumbling your way through it but he's learning how evil the world is that guy with a stutter is trying to show him good bad there's like a black market like you got to be careful he's it's a learning lesson because he's been living in um like in uh, the the first order to his childhood right so he's got a lot of learning to do so I thought it was fine because later on, what is he doing? He's the only one willing to say, you know what? I'll just fucking die. I will crash my speeder thing into this thing, and you guys will be able to get away because I'm going to stop this thing from blowing up the door. That was another problem I had with that movie. Sorry to interrupt, but it, Finn, Finn should have died there. Finn should have died there. He should have died there. The I whole agree. Yeah. I agree. That, that would have made little, his... Little shit bikes. That would have made his character arc way more meaningful if he died there. That's the thing I think about with seven, eight, and nine. Like, we don't have to talk I mean, about nine guys. The, it's okay. No, it nine. Stinks, we can all agree that it, yeah, no. But yeah, but let's, let, from, let's let Dave talk. from a character standpoint. There, there's just so much missed opportunity in seven, eight, and nine that like. There was so many what ifs. Like you should have done this different. You should have done that different. Yeah, they look pretty. They have all the same cool sounds. Yeah, but can you tell me like, I mean, obviously they changed directors a couple times, and that probably fucked up a lot of the stories. But they did four and like, five and six. Five so, was directed by a different guy. But, the, but those were those were one continuous stories where you look at seven, eight, nine, and that's just like whatever the next guy wants, we'll fucking do. So you look at like character characters like Captain Phasma, which great you got a girl stormtrooper, but like she gets she's just like a she's like a red shirt basically where she she's just, exactly she's, like Boba she's Fett. just there to have somebody to beat yeah so that's just 
That's kind of trash. Like, you Kennedy can't tell me that her concept art and says, "I want that character in here because she just looks cool." And like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, she does well, look cool. Like, nobody's but, arguing like, with that. Game of Thrones is just ending, and Brienne of Tarth is hot shit. So let's fucking stick her in a movie. But I mean, and it could have been, it could have been so much cooler there. But I mean, mm-hmm. Finn, Rose, Poe. I don't think any of their story arcs are, I don't know, are as good as one, two, three, or four, five, six. Ray. Ray kind of does her thing with Kylo, which is, I mean, by the time you get to nine and they're force healing and making up force powers and and they had to make to them other. kiss at the end. Are you fucking kidding uh, me? Why did yeah. they do that? Well, it's just seven, eight, nine. No, seven, eight, nine. They're just sloppy. I don't know. They're yeah, not. I, they're I, not I, thought I think through. You're, I think you're, Disney I think sees you're the money machine. No, come on, dude. You're going to tell me they're not sloppy with 1, 2, and 3, 4, 5, and 6 either? That's Star Wars. Star Wars is fucking sloppy as shit, dude. Get yeah. out of here. Look at... Look at come on, dude. Like, all right. You're going you're gonna to tell me they knew what they were doing when they made uh, 4 all the way to 6. Hell no. Uh, no not way. all the way, but he had to have had something in mind. I mean, why did he start with 4, too? Like, that's the... That's the other thing. Like, you know, he knew kind of what the story was, but he didn't know how all the pieces were going to fit together, more or less. Because you have mentions of, you have mentions of four, five, and six of, you know, like, where are all the fucking Jedi? Where's where's my dad? Who's my dad? All that kind of stuff. And, you know, they, they, do, the Luke, they do the Luke story for four, five, six. Then they add on one, two, three, and it becomes... Like the Darth Vader, one through six is like the Darth Vader story. Seven through nine is like the Ray story, and then one through nine is like the Skywalker. But you, but how how are you gonna tell me that like they weren't clinking with Luke Skywalker? Like Episode four, he's a whiny teenager. Episode five, he's like super eager, and he's like whatever, like impatient. Five, he just comes out with like this like French poet late 60s black turtleneck episode like, 6 he's like, a badass just, jedi master man his, i think uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna say with a green lightsaber I think mark hamill's acting is not good in four five and six and maybe it i just never really liked it um i think his acting is really good in uh eight um i'm sorry it's a seven eight nine he goes back to being a whiny little luke skywalker basically he's like wham all my Padawans got killed. I don't want to help anybody. I'm going to go to this planet. And what do you want him to do? I want him to fucking buck up. I want him to put on his pants one leg at a time and get out there and fucking start using the force and killing. Like, make your shit right. You don't just go hide on a planet. It was kind of... What did Yoda do? Yeah, he did what the did same thing. Went into exile. Yep. Yeah, because he was being he was being hunted... I think, when, I think it's more of the shame. I think it's more of the shame. It could be. I mean, Yoda went to exile because he lost his fight to Palpatine, and he was ashamed. I mean, partly. He probably knew that he was not And it was the same with Obi-Wan. To, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan, failed, Obi-Wan, just... Obi-Wan failed his Padawan, and he was ashamed because he let him turn to the dark side, and yeah. so he ran away. Yeah, he had to hide he had to hide because their, yeah. their Order 66 was a known thing and they were wiping out uh, the Jedi for a trying for treason, right? Mm-hmm. They were performing treason on the 
So Luke's giving the Jedi a hard reboot. He gets his whole thing started up. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, Kylo got, he felt some dark side. He got tainted by the dark side. And at the very first sign of the dark side, what does Luke do? He packs up his shit and he goes and hides on a planet. Like, come on. You gotta, you gotta get, you be a little tougher than that. Like, there's no, there's no other reason. All, all he knows is that there's... PTSD. The, the, He's traumatized. He sure he trained his own nephew, and his own nephew was seduced under him. Turned on him. Yeah, right. And he made. He knew he was gonna be. He knew. He knew. He was like, God damn it, Ben. Ben. Ben, um, ben Skywalker. I'm sorry. Ben Solo is is a Skywalker. He's destined to be really powerful, and he blew it. And he killed all the other kids that he was training he was training kids he trained kids all of those kids were wiped out yep. did kylo he really failed. kill all those kids though yes who, who was else it did? all those well, the his knights, buddies, of, Ren. His, the his knights, knights. of Ren. yeah but snoke seduced palpatine was snoke snoke seduced kylo kylo seduced the others it was under his watch yeah. Dude, it's like it's like you have like a bunch of kids and then like one hung himself and he convinced like the other half to hang themselves you know, and the others forced the others to hang themselves. So like, everybody just like did this evil act. You're like, God damn it, you'd be traumatized. You failed. Like, I'm and, not worthy of this thing. Yeah, and he was they, leaning towards there, but Luke, Luke is the one that kind of lit the match. That like, he lit the match with, you know, the whole lightsaber over Ben Solo when he was, you know, still training him. Mm-hmm. Like he was gonna murder a kid in his sleep. So he, I he think, I mean, that's probably why he yeah. went. Yeah, he went into hiding is because obviously he knows that he kind of he fucked up. Yes, but that's no reason to go. Development. I don't know. I, I think he's 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 also been like alone on an island. He's just like a crazy old man at that point. I don't know. The only thing I'll complain about is like the way he like threw the lightsaber is kind of like oh, what a disrespectful thing to do. That was just. I think that was just for the laughs. That was just for yeah, the laughs. Like, the break. The icebreaker. Yeah. Because exactly. you know that whatever, the first thing out of his mouth there was going to be scrutinized for decades. I just remembered I have a scene. Um, I, a little Is bit it the blue fun. milk scene? So, Is it the blue milk scene where no, no, Luke no, no, drinks no, the no, milk no, no, straight no, no. from the titty? Four. <laughs> <laughs> episode four. Episode <laughs> Stupid scene. Episode four um, has one of my favorite scenes. It's when Han Solo and Luke just are like taking uh, Chewie like he's a prisoner on the Death Star and they're like under like uh, disguise right they're mm-hmm. in disguise and they go there and I forget what the, the thing is but we're taking like this inmate to, to this cell and like I don't remember getting like hearing about this like what's your authorization code or something and he's like uh and then they're like just just go crazy and, we'll, we'll, and they start shooting the other uh, you know they, like Chewie's like going loose and they start shooting all mm-hmm. the um, stormtroopers I thought it was a cool scene but what I love is Han Solo is my favorite character. So I love how he he's fucking hilarious in episode four. And I love the scene when they're like, he's like, all right, Luke, go find the princess. And he's like cleaning up and stuff like that. And like, hey, we heard, you know, like the Empire's like, hey, we heard like shooting going on. Like what was going on? It's like, oh, there's like a malfunction. Or everything's okay. We're okay. How are you? Classic. Like, Dude, that's a funny scene today. And I just think, like, Harrison Ford, Han Solo, is, is like, this comedic, cool, charming character in this super dramatic sci-fi adventure with the Force and good and evil and politics and all that stuff. And you got, like, Han Solo in there. And it's just... I always thought that he brought a lot of charm. And I love that scene. That's one of the scenes... 
and anytime he's yelling at Chewbacca or Luke, I think is I don't those know, are great. Just, I, I wish he wasn't such a grumpy old prick now, though, because you Harrison hear all Ford. the stories about yeah. like yeah, Harrison Ford. I love the guy, but like, and he's a great actor or whatever. But he's just so hung up about he like can't stand his popular movies at certain points. So I heard, you know, that's what kind of took some of the life out of Seven for me is I knew that he had said multiple times that the only way he would come back to Star Wars is if his character gets killed. So mm-hmm. it kind of, I mean, it kind of sucked some of the life out of that scene for me. But, I mean, Han Solo is fantastic. You guys know the scene in 4 where the uh, stormtrooper hits his head on the door? Yeah. And they just left that <laughs> in? That's really it. good. I love that. I love it. I love it's that so... they left that in. Yes. Uh, yeah, that, that is... I... I want to give a quick shout out. This is a scene that we haven't, a couple scenes that we haven't discussed yet. I have another uh, one too. Maybe Dave will bring it up here. But the beginning of episode three, the best opening of any Star Wars fight Ooh, or any Star Wars movie, I guess. So you got the ships coming across. You do, you know, you do the whole crawl with the logo. You're all pumped up. You see the ships crawling across by, a sh- you know, another bigger ship or whatever. And then they just turn the corner and you see this gigantic fucking battle going on in the planet. And that's when you like you grip up on your seat, you're watching it in D box, and you're like, oh fucking shit is on. And then that that whole scene lasts a good forty five minutes till, you know, you got the Dooku fight in there, you got the Grievous fight in there, you got landing that ship on the planet. Dude, I love you when don't, they you don't stop I, to take a breath until that's over. I love when they like just get through the door of Grievous' ship, slide in, and then pop out with their lightsabers and slash the droids. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, the action in three is is top notch for sure. Three is like popcorn Star Wars, absolutely. Like I would say, eight is drama, two is drama, one is action, uh, three has got the most action. Some like one is no an economics a... class, <laughs> <laughs> a racing simulator. Yeah, I three three. You get to see stuff. all the all the Jedi at their like. That's like the peak of all Jedi that we get to see in the Star Wars okay, movies. How have we not? How have we not? Four, five, up, six. They're all coming back. How have we not brought up Mace Windu versus Palpatine? That's really good. And three, two. Uh, Come so on, that one gets me I mean, a little I weird. I don't hate it, but I'm just like, it's not like a moment. I like, like Palpatine. Oh. Palpatine when he dispatches with like four Jedi masters with like. This shitty little one arm <laughs> swings that he's doing, like, so the fight could have been way better. I mean, the Mace Windu no, stuff I'm, was pretty badass. I was but, gonna say yes. mostly when uh, Palpatine just electrocutes him and fucking throws him out the window. <laughs> the unlimited power gif. That's what it really, the real gift to us. Yep. Yeah, unlimited power. Yeah, I don't know. That's that scene was like tough because. Man, like, what if, what if Anakin didn't turn there? Like, that's the tipping over. point. That really is. That's true. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. But he I mean, really it's, jumped it's in the okay. deep end of that one. Dave, you got another one. All right. You were talking about? Yeah, what about? Well, all right. Well, Dave. What I about? Got a great one, but you go ahead. Yub nub. Yub nub. End of Return of the yub. Jedi. Yeah, yeah, motherfucker. End of Return of the Jedi, they blow up in the goddamn second Death Star, and you get to go down to the planet and sing, and Luke is burning Vader's moment. body, and you got to see his face, and that's like that's like the clap your hands, like, 
class is over, you passed all your exams, like shit is done. Like that put a put a, such a nice bow on the end of that trilogy. All the storylines wrapped up nicely, except for Boba Fett, but you know. Oh hey, there's Hayden story, Christensen. <laughs> in, <laughs> yeah. in the special they, editions. They took out Yub Nub too, didn't they? In the special they took editions? Out the, I think that, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think in the special editions. It's tough to find an original it is, like version uh, of those like movies. Impossible. Those laser dicks, Brandon. I would I would <laughs> clutch those to your chest because there's probably not a lot of original versions without, like you said, Hayden Christensen getting subbed in at the end. Take away my fucking yub nub. You know, that's And CG Yoda. That's a good ending. Yeah. Yeah, you see the ghost and you're like, who the who the fuck's this old man ghost standing next to Yoda? Like, I don't know who that is. Well, hold on a second. If you're going to talk about, like, best ending, and I do agree that they did wrap it up very well, but as far as, like, endings to a Star Wars movie, I don't care for Rogue One. I think Dude, it's very I was going to bring this meh. up, too. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah. But it has the greatest, probably one of the greatest scenes in Star Wars. You can't have this, you can't appreciate the scene if you don't like Star Wars in general. Like, if you just showed it to somebody, like, yeah, it's kind of cool, I guess. But like, But, like, to a Star Wars fan, to see what Vader does... I always, I always I thought it would be really I was cool. my pants. I always wanted to see a scene where somebody ignites a lightsaber in the dark. And I got it. I was just like... And it was like... I didn't like the movie. I just didn't like it. I didn't mm-hmm. like the characters. I didn't like the plot. I didn't like a lot of Rogue One. I just thought it was... It was unnecessary. A lot of people... I just... I just yeah, I don't know. It's just... I don't know. It's just like... The acting wasn't good. I didn't care for the main character at all. And it was, I didn't like Segura. I didn't like... Every time you met somebody, somebody just died. She gets to Segura, he dies. She gets to her father, he dies. Like, as soon as you meet these characters, they just die. It's just like, boom, 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 whatever. But I'm not talking about that. But but then, I'm thinking like, all right, this fucking movie's over with whatever. The space scenes are actually pretty good in that movie. But it's over. And all of a sudden, the door jams. Like, they get like, all right, we got it. We downloaded it. Like, all right, cool. This movie's going to wrap up. Whatever. <laughs> And then they get to the door, and it's and he's just here, in the background, and they're like, commotion, and and then the camera gets, it turns around, and it's dark, and you just hear Vader's breathing, and then you don't even have time, you're like, oh, that's Vader, all of a sudden, red lightsaber goes on, and then the music kicks in, and it becomes a horror movie in Star Wars, a horror movie in Star Wars, instantly the rebels are screaming, like, like just screaming and and I, the the best part is that they when you watch like Darth Maul and then you watch Vader versus Kenobi in four it's just like okay how is this how are you gonna like what why is Vader so stiff in four five and six but with Rogue One they were so smart to say yeah we're gonna make him like walk straight and he's just gonna use his hands and twist his wrists around and it'll look like. Vader from four and whatever, but he's just—I don't know. It was fucking like butter yeah, just walking got, through. It was so. I got chills. Good. I didn't breathe in that scene. Yeah, that was like this. I was talking about this before, but like I don't know. Fans, oh, fan so service good. sometimes can be bad, but this was an example of like perfect Star Wars fan service. Like, I see, and it yes, worked I for see me a Vader. so well. Yes. And I love how they transitioned to four. I thought that was really good. I love four. Four is my favorite Star Wars movie. So when it leads per- perfectly, perfectly into four, except for CG Leia, it's, that was. Bleh. 
I know the CG characters in that were not smart move. Uh, I don't know why they did that. Just show me the back of her head and she could just turn and I just know it's her. I don't need to see her fucking CG face from a certain year and look at it in like 20 years and be like, yep, that was done in that year. <laughs> um, but that scene, that scene, and then obviously, spoilers, Mandalorian season two when Luke shows up yep. and does the same thing. It's just like Very with the good. guitar. It's just like the build up. It's just like, who is this? Who's getting out of that? Who's who's showing up in the fucking dude? I uh, knew X wing. Yeah, I knew I it was Ahsoka or I knew whatever. It was but I was like, the who? Hand There's and only the green one lightsaber. Yeah. <gasps> There's only and one person that like has an X wing, and it was Luke. And I was like, okay, yep, that's Luke. And and then like they somebody showed on like TikTok or YouTube like uh, when Anakin went to show up to uh, take out all the Padawans in Episode Three, it was the same shot but with a red lightsaber. And it was Luke doing the reverse with the green saber um, to save instead of to kill. It's just like the polar opposites of what he, he is to his father. It's like F- Filoni and, and what's his face? Um, I'm trying to play uh, the, the man. Uh, the, the, the Favreau. He, God damn, that's how you do Star Wars fan service right there. Mm-hmm. Holy yep. shit. Just so good. I love those scenes. I love Star Wars is full of little tributes and nods and winks, and some of them are on the nose, and some of them are subtle. Like in 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 Solo, um, there's a real you know, like that many people caught this, but I caught it. If you watch five, I think it's five. Um, when Han's piloting the ship, Leia will be behind him, and then like when the ship moves, she puts her hand on his shoulder, um, and then like it kind of helps Han kind of focus on doing the job. They do that with Korra with Han in Solo. It's a subtle scene, but she's right behind him and he's about to take off. And then she puts his, it's like when they're, when they're doing the, 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 the trench run, she puts his hand right on the shoulder. Same. It's identical. And surprise, the fucking guy who wrote five wrote Solo. Solo was written by, the guy who did five and his son. So I don't know. I just, I, I caught, I, when I knew that I was looking for certain things like little nods and winks to his previous work. So you, you learn a lot when you rewatch a lot of the Star Wars movies, especially the newer ones, because they have to kind of, I don't know, they're fans too. They, these guys have been working. This is like their life's work. So there's a lot of subtleties if you, if you look for it. Um, but I wanted to throw something like that out. Solo was fantastic. Let's all, let's all agree on that. Solo is a good movie. Me, I think I think a lot of people don't like Solo. Not, not because of the story Jedi. or anything. It's just that. Well, not Last Jedi, but it's the the actor that played Solo. I thought he was believable. I thought he was I a good it. Han Solo, but I I, I thought I, that people, and also let's admit that the way Han Solo got his name was really fucking stupid. It is really dumb, but mm, you're alone. Um, how about a Latin word? Uh, solo. It makes no sense. <laughs> I gotta rewatch that because I I don't know. The first time I watched it, I was not into it. I was just bored the whole time. So it's like a heist movie, basically. Yeah, I think I just gotta rewatch it because at don't first know, I was like l- I wasn't a little attention. iffy about uh, Khaleesi being in there. I thought she was gonna like just seeing somebody too too familiar in another setting. Like when they, I'm glad when they made 
well, I was glad when they made seven, eight, nine that they grabbed people that I didn't know to play, you know, important roles in the movie. So I don't immediately, you know, mm-hmm. think of them in something else. But and even Woody Harrelson in Solo, like it was, you know, he was good in there too. So you didn't like Woody Harrelson's great because everything. Liam Neeson and. Uh, who plays Obi Wan Kenobi? I'm drawing a blank. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. He's fantastic. He's uh, a gem. He is Obi Wan. Yeah. Guy, who played Count Dooku? Christopher um, Lee. Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. These are all big ass fucking names. So I mean, just like one, two, and three had big ass names. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson was a little. That throws Samuel me off when I see him. And he's got a purple lightsaber because he's Sam. He gets he gets asked for that stuff because it's a big name, like. I don't care. I don't know. Like, I, I I do get that. Like it sucks when you see a, a, like an obvious person. Like bah, like Woody Harrelson in Solo. Woody Harrelson's in everything. Apparently, he's going to be in Venom or yep, whatever. He's Carnage. Venom too. He's, he's playing Carnage. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's in a lot of things, dude. He's in a lot of franchises. Uh, he's one. Of, it's, it's just so is Sam Jackson. It, it is what it is. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I thought Solo was good. Didn't like Rogue One. Um, and I do have to do a shout-out to one of my favorite scenes is the binary sunset from 4. It's just this... It's a shot with the two setting suns. Luke making a big decision to leave Tatooine. And the song, the song is so beautiful, dude. It is. Yep. It is. It's good. Yeah, I, I I gotta I gotta give it to it, and um, I don't know. I think that's all my favorite scenes. So like a lot of little ones, just kind of quotes and. Yeah, I I, th- I think it's funny we didn't we didn't touch on the biggest scene in Star Wars history, with the Luke I am your father reveal. I I love Mark Hamill. I love him. I love the actor. I love the person he is today, but young Luke. His acting, young uh, Mark Hamill, I just... We got to at least touch on it for how big, you know, how big of a moment it is. I mean, it's not my favorite moment just because it's so, like, cliche and played out and, you know, it's so permeated by pop culture. But it's still, I still watch it today and think that it's a fucking great moment. I mean, that is the big twist, though. You go... You start with four, five, six. You don't know if you don't know that Vader is his dad. Like that's a pretty big, pretty big cat coming out of the bag right there. So I, I don't know. I think just the fact that it's we are a little too close and a little too familiar with it that maybe it doesn't resonate as much with us as it seems like a well, well, fucking yeah, duh, he's his dad. So, but I mean, if you come into it blind and you're, you know don't have the the depth of knowledge of you know the whole the whole arc of the story like i tried watching it with the with the four-year-old the other day and you know i'm like just sit down and watch it just pay attention for like two minutes and just fucking see this so i you know trying to see if there's any and he now right over his head so there's a certain point i've tried showing yeah i've tried showing my son i mean he's almost two so he obviously doesn't really care that much but he he likes he likes you know he likes the opening credit crawl the most and he liked bb8 
when I showed him Force Awakens, but yes, he's not the, really into it. That Star Wars much. has fantastic characters for kids. Uh, they're called Porgs. They're Porgs, called Ewoks. Yeah. They're called anything cute and little. Anything cute and little in Chewbacca in Yoda. Like those characters always go well with kids. At least my kids. They adore Yoda. I thought, dude, Mandalorian season one. I loved the first episode. I was like, yeah, this is sweet. And then at the end. When he, like, when they expose, like, what's in, like, what the bounty was, I was, like, instantly, like, oh, my God, this is, this is, like, one of the most genius things to happen for me in in Star Wars is to introduce a baby Yoda character. Like, his little hand, like, when the Mandalorian, like, kind of held his hand out, like, his finger, that shot, and then the baby Yoda hand just comes up, I was just like, oh, my God. God, Baby Yoda. They knew what they they so knew exactly good. what they were doing with Baby Yoda. Without Baby Yoda, that show is not as successful. They and they did a fucking smart too, where they didn't they didn't put make any toys of it when Mandalorian was coming out. They didn't you know no press releases they on anything. In the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wait Big till reveal. after. You're gonna sell you sell plenty of plushes after. Yeah. Yeah, it was well done. Like, people pick on Disney, like, whatever else. Disney also gave us some of the coolest shit we've ever seen. The Vader hallway scene, fucking um, whatever, like Baby Yoda. Like, get get over it. Like, it's, oh, man. Yeah, Mandalorian's been a blast. I, I thought season one was great. I thought season two is better than it deserved to be. Uh, I thought when Ahsoka was doing her fucking ninja <laughs> just like, just love the lightsabers in the dark yeah, so cool it's badass yeah so cool so cool i like, love that, that they so... brought back boba fett too i'm excited for the the book of boba I fett i loved how they did it the book of boba fett i loved show. everything about it it's it's in the right hands i think we saw them fumble with the movies i think they learned it's harder than they thought because disney's good good at doing pixar and whatever disney knows what they're doing but they got a franchise that already had a huge fan base, so they're learning on the hard way. Mm-hmm. Brandon, um, you brought this up bef- like many times before, but I just want them to branch out into the Star Wars universe, like they're doing with the I do TV too. shows. Like, we don't need everything. We don't need everything to reference back to this. You know what happened in the Skywalker saga? Like, go. Well, they tried with a. They tried you know, with somewhere eight. else. They straight up said. It's not the same family. It's like just because you're like a Skywalker doesn't mean like that's what they were trying to do with that little kid. It's just like you can be anybody has a potential to be something and do something with the Force. You don't have to be a Skywalker or a Kenobi or a Palpatine. That was the promise of eight with the little broom kid. That was the promise that nine didn't deliver on, I think. But yes, like Mandalorian gives me hope. Kenobi I mean, show. I'm excited for Kenobi, obviously, like I said, because he's my favorite character, but it's it's still in that same time period that all of this other stuff has already happened in the Star Wars universe. I want them to either go way, way in the Republic. future or, yeah, way in the past. They're doing the, the High Republic stuff now with the books or stuff and stuff like that, but make that into a TV show and, you know, just don't, I don't know. It just annoys me that every... Star Wars thing has to connect to back to. You're getting sick of the nostalgia note every time right. they want to. They want to ding and that ki- little bell. They want well, you to. They want you to yeah. think of Luke. Disney killed all the expanded universe stuff 
which was awesome because, you know, it, it expanded the Star Wars universe. They're bringing back Thrawn, though. Thrawn is going to be, that's going to be real good. And it's really weird because KOTOR is technically not canon anymore, but they might, there's rumors of another game coming. So, like, are they going to make that canon again? Like, it, I don't know. It's just, it's very messy with what's canon They'll and what's not. They'll pick and choose. Pick and choose what they want. They might Final Fantasy VII remake uh, KOTOR. Right. That's exactly. what I'm hearing now, which is amazing if they do, because Final Fantasy Remake is sick. So I would be all for that. Uh, any favorite moments from the video games real quick? Um, I know we've been talking about the movies and TV shows, but like I'll spoil Fallen Order was fantastic. Um, I'll sp- I mean, do we want to spoil the end of Fallen Order? Because that's fucking awesome. The, the Vader reveal. Yeah, absolutely. Reveal. Spoiler warning. Don't even talk about the ending of Fallen Order, but yes. Dude, when Vader shows up at the end of Fallen Order... Dude, I fucking shit my pants. Because it's going... Dude, like you said, it it goes back to Rogue One, like the whole horror movie thing, because you can just tell how much more powerful he is than... um, Yeah, he kills the Inquisitor. Yeah, like with with no hesitation. Like, he is like leagues way more powerful. What's the fucking main character's name in uh, Fallen Order? Cal. Cal, yeah. So, yeah, Cal Cal knows it. Like, I mean, when you're playing as Cal, you feel powerful. You know, you're improving, getting all the shit. But then when Vader shows up, it's like, okay, we just got to fucking get out of here. We got to run as far and as fast as yeah, <laughs> away as we can. He's, like, making a platform to walk on. I was like, oh, fuck, he is a horror character when he shows up. Yeah, I'm so glad that they, in, the, in Fallen Order, they didn't make Vader, like, an actual boss fight. Like, oh... Like, cause Cal can't even stand toe to toe with Vader, not even close. So they had to make him run away. Just run away, cause that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, that was good. Yep. No shoutouts to the Battlefront Two. Battlefront Two is is good. Well, the first half great of game, the but campaign story is, good. is yeah. The first half of the campaign is good. Before they started trying to shoehorn in like Luke and Han Solo and forcing you to play, did you guys play through the whole campaign of Battlefront Two? Not the second half. You want to be Luke? Yeah, I want to be Luke. All right, you want to kill like frog-like aliens right. on a planet? Like, no, was that? no, no. I want to slaughter stormtroopers. <laughs> That's all I want to kill <laughs> in, in Star Wars. Dude. I don't want to kill aliens. I want to kill stormtroopers. The first half of that campaign was good, like the original story that they created for the first half of that campaign. But then they just decided to throw in like, oh, you're going to play as Luke. You're going to play as Han Solo. You're going to play as Kylo Ren. Like, okay, I don't I don't care. Yeah, that's fan service bullshit. Yeah, that whole game was a whatever. I don't know. It's multiplayer is fun. Multiplayer is like fun. Yeah, it's fun now. It's absolutely fun now, but... It's uh, been a roller coaster for, because uh, Battlefront was like, yeah, this is gorgeous, this is cool, like it looks like the like the sets, but no campaign. What? So two comes out, it's like we have a campaign. It's goodish, it's playable, but the multiplayer definitely grew. Did the, you guys play Je- Did you guys play uh, Jedi Outcast two? That's a good one. Back in the day, yeah. Yeah, I played that. They re-released it on Switch a year or two ago, and I played through all of that for the first time. And honestly, it, it holds up. Like, 
I mean, it's you could tell. I mean, it, it's antiquated. It, like the first person shooter controls are kind of terrible, but like the level design of that game and like I don't know the the lights the lightsaber combat because like wait which uh, one are you talking about so you switch which one's outcast outcast you switch between you start out at first like in a first person perspective it's half like first person shooter and then when you get a lightsaber you turn it it turns into like a third person action game um but the i don't know i remember really enjoying the story in that and the lightsaber combat was really fun but the the first person shooter controls were not great i mean that game came out in like 2000 early 2000s but that was that was a good one it was a game that does need a little love and i guess it's a little older it definitely deserves a remake but Jedi Power Battles for the PlayStation 2. Ooh, I remember playing it. Might even be, it might even be an original PlayStation, but that just like over the over the head, beat him up, run around and chop shit up with your lightsaber with your buddies. I think it was up to four players, but that I think was I a really remember playing a, a demo of that at GameStop a long time ago, and I remember liking that a lot. But yeah, that, that was a good one. Jedi Starfighter, Jedi Starfighter on PS2. Did you guys play that one? Oh, I did. I rented it and I remember playing it for a weekend. It was sweet. I yeah, that was a fun one. Um, I just dumped that into Game Pass, but uh, not the best flying game. Rogue Squadron for the Nintendo 64. Rogue was a very good one. That one, I think you needed the uh, memory expansion for the Nintendo 64 <laughs> to actually harness that one but uh you know standard x-wing a-wing bombing missions you know go to hoth fly around some atats you know all the standard stuff but that one was a great game back in the day too yeah there's been good games in and out kotor um pod the pod racing game uh actually was actually pretty fun i bought the remake uh, back in the day i haven't, I haven't played yeah. it yet though yeah, they they remade it for a reason. It's just a fun game. Um, I love the the pod race from episode one. Episode one, I I, I enjoy, even though I hate Jar Jar Binks uh, and the and the political stuff is lame. Um, well, if we're gonna talk about games, I want to go into the. Well, actually, I want to go into Metacritic Mayhem because I think we've been talking for a while. But if you guys don't mind, can you do at the best of your ability rate? In order, your mm-hmm. favorite Star Wars movie to your worst. Maybe start with. Are we just doing mainline, or best. are we including like Solo, no, no, no. Rogue One? I, also, I want I want Solo and Rogue One in there as well because they are a very important. Even though they don't do anything to the story, I think there's they're big budget enough that they are part of it. Not like the Ewok movies, so like they're like not really connected. These are canon. They're yes. So yeah, uh, Eric, why don't you go first? What's the lowest one, and then work your way to the top? I used to have a list for this, but I for I don't I can't find it. But okay, so you want me to work from lowest to highest? Yeah, because there's going to be uh, eleven movies total, right? right? Because you're doing the nine and then the two additional. Yep. Let's just try to do this off the top of my head. Um, so I guess I would say at the bottom, Rogue One. <laughs> I know a lot of people. A lot of people really like that movie, um, but man, actually, you know what? No, I'm gonna switch it. The Vader scene in that movie redeems it over Solo because I just I couldn't get on with Solo. 
Really? Okay, go ahead. Right. I'll just say, okay, I'll say Solo. Solo Rogue One. Rogue One. Um, episode 2. Episode 2, yep. Yes, episode... Well, no, 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 no. Episode 9. Then episode oh 2. Oh my god, you put not 2 over 9? Hell yeah, definitely 2 okay, over Okay, alright, alright, okay, okay. Okay, so we're at <laughs> 2 or 9, 2, 1. Ooh, now this is where it gets tough. Because I love all of the remaining movies, but it's tough to rank them. Um, um, I guess I would put Last Jedi here. Eight. Yep. Okay. Eight. And then... You got four, five, six, and ooh, seven. And then... And three. Mm. Which three is your I'm number gonna, one? I'm going to... S- I, I'm gonna say four. You're gonna hate me, Brandon, but I'm gonna say the original. That's okay. No, no, dude, you're. It's totally. That's the beauty of Star Wars. Everybody's okay. Star Wars means different to them. That's the beauty of it. All right. So four, four, five, six, seven, three. Say that. So your top three are six. No, 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 no. Then switch. Seven, then three. Nope. Switch. Um. Damn. Switch. Uh, so six is my you number mean five. Yeah. No? So five is number four, right? Seven, six, <laughs> three. Yeah. This is no. riveting five, to hear. Seven, six, yes. three. I am just. I know it's 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 Dave, I want to hear. D- it's controversial, Dave, but Dave, I. I wait, that's no, my. No, 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 no. This is the thing because you know what? There's somebody out there who nine is their favorite. And they could be my age, they could be your age. That's there's no fucking rules to Star Wars, right. and that's the thing that people got to get over. Let me run Star down it. Not belong just to you. A so. full one, just so we have it all. So, Solo, Rogue One, Nine, Two, Eight. Um, what was after eight? One or no? Where the fuck was I? Damn, this was is four. This is hard to remember. Oh, four. Yep, four, five. Seven, six, three. Yep, that's it. Okay, you might have missed one other, but yes, I get it. All right, Dave, what do you got? Starting at the bottom is Rise of the Skywalker. Uh, total pile of doggy doo-doo. Uh, step up from that would be uh, Rogue One. Eh, it was kind of cool, but meh. I am uh, one with the false of the falses with me. No, that was the worst scene. That is just <laughs> lame. That is just lame. Uh, and after that would go, uh, I guess, one and two. Mm, those are in some sort of order after that. Two, then one, I guess. Gotta be. Um, that kind of wraps up. That wraps up. The, there's like a there's a drop-off for those movies. Those are like the... Those are the third tier, I guess. My, my middle tier would be uh, Last Jedi and then Solo. Damn. After that, you know. And then uh, step up from those two, and I kind of lumped them together, uh, would be Force Awakens and then A New Hope, because they're kind of the same movie. But those two are pretty close. And then my final three would be, um, let's see, Return of the Jedi at number three. Six, three, and then five. Uh, Dave, I'm not surprised actually by your list at all. Um, Wait, so three's your? You said in three's your number one? 
Dave? Uh, no, Empire. Empire is the best. But, oh, Empire. Uh, okay. If you're from my generation, everybody picks six. I pick four. So, spoiler number, my number one is going to be episode four. But we are going to go that. already. Here's mine. All right. So I fucking. All right. The the least impressive one to me um, is two. Rogue One nine. Then I'm going to go. <laughs> one, three, solo. Wow. Six, seven, eight, six, four. I'm sorry. Five, five four. Five, four, yeah. Five, four. Okay. I don't know. I just have a strong connection with four. I think it's funny. My top, my top three is one from each trilogy. It's, yeah. Seven, six, three. Yep. Yeah, and Dave, you were what? 536. 536. Revenge of the Sith is it's too badass to leave out of the top 3. There's just so much good shit in that fucking movie. In it, though. I can't stand any of the Yeah, Annie you're yeah, Annie you're breaking great, my heart. Yeah, I know. It's a little it's a little to be rough, honest, but Star Wars I don't think is known for its stellar <laughs> acting. Except for Ewan McGregor, he's a treasure. Okay, so Metacritic Mayhem for this episode. I'm going to do it. Uh, Eric did it last time. I won. Uh, but because we're doing a Star Wars theme, uh, I, I I didn't do the TV shows. One, Mandalorian Metacritic score wasn't up. I couldn't find really? it. I don't know. It was weird. So we're only going to do the movies and the video games, and I think that's enough. It's been a long episode, sure. so um, let's get right into it. Um, so for the movies, I can't remember the points, uh, but I remember that you get more if you can actually get the number that was rated on Metacritic. So yeah, first first is guessing which is higher, more higher rated, and then wh- whoever guesses that right is one point, and then... One point for whoever gets the closest, and then five points if you get it exactly right. Okay, okay. So, Dave versus Eric. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, the two movies. Let's do it. <laughs> you guys ready? The two movies. I want to know. You guys got to tell me. Uh, it is Rogue One versus Solo. Ooh, this is a good one. Which one's higher rated? Oh, I think um, I think this one's pretty easy. All right, yeah. Uh, I'll just start. I'll say I'll say solo since I mean it just seemed more critically well received. Um, it's a Ron Howard movie. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with solo. He's got he's got a good touch, but yeah, Dave. Okay, no. so Eric says Rogue One. I'm sorry, it says Solo. What do you say? I Dave? think Rogue One was much better received critically. You think so? And, really? And theatrically. Uh, I'd absolutely go Rogue One on this one because everyone, everyone was harping on Solo, saying the acting and you know the I I I'm, I apologize, but I can't remember who had played Solo, but uh, it's just it, it's a tough it's a tough one to pull. Rogue One's an original story, so there's nothing to really lean on, and then you had that fucking Darth Vader at the end, so it's got to absolutely be Rogue One. Yeah, it, it ends on such a high. Uh, Dave is right. Damn it. Uh, Rogue One Fuck. has the higher score uh, versus Solo. Okay. So the second part of that is to guess the 
actual number mm. for Rogue One? What was the actual Metacritic score? This is tough. Um, for Rogue One, eh? I'm gonna say. Yeah, and I'll give you guys a hint. It ain't. It ain't anything special. Yeah, and, like don't I'm think. Thinking, it's I don't, yeah, I would think <laughs> so. Machine, no. I know you don't. I'm thinking it's gonna be. Um, in the 70s. Episode 8 got a really high number. <laughs> so I'm going to say um, 76 is popping into my head. 76 for Eric for Rogue One. David? Oh, man. I mean, Solo had to have been shitty if Eric is right there. So I, I think Rogue One was positively received. Definitely not in the 90s. That's just insanity. Probably some of the original movies would be in the 90s, but this feels like an 80s yeah, I think I went kind of somewhere. Well, I'm going to say like 86. What was your number, uh, Eric? 76. Yeah, Dave is way off. It's 65. 65? Yes! Whoa! Yes! All right, one to one, baby. That bad, huh? I thought everybody loved Rogue One. Except for no, us. No, uh, Solo, Solo's the 62, Whoa. and I thought that was fantastic because they're the stories, the only 62. two that they did. And, uh, yeah, so they're both fairly wow. similar. I would have given Solo um, higher um, than, than Rogue One just because of many reasons. But, uh, okay, yeah. So, okay, tie game. So it's one apiece. Yeah, um, okay. and I'm ready for a tiebreaker in case this happens, but... Uh, Star Wars video games, and by God, there are more than I realized, and I tried to make sure that these are games that we all played. Um, so, um, my original idea, it's just too obvious, so I won't go for it, but I'm going to go with these two here. These are two games that I think video game, Star Wars fans, plus Star Wars video game fans, both are going to agree that these are games that yeah, you probably should play. If you're a Star Wars fan, you should probably at least play these games. So uh, the two games are going to be Fallen Order on the PS4. Uh, that's the score I'm looking at. They were pretty much identical, but I went up with the PS4. Uh, Fallen Order and Republic Commando on Ooh. OG Xbox. So that's 2005 versus like a 2018 game or something like that. But, but yeah, um, which one had the better score? Uh, Fallen Order. Dave, you go first. Or Republic Commando. I was going to say, yep. Um, remember Republic Commando was pretty well received back in the day, I, I did think. But Fallen Order was, I mean, it kind of surprised a lot of people um, when it came out. That I mean, I, it was Respawn that did Respawn, it. And, yep. you know, they're, they're top-notch. They're AAA. So I'm going to go with Fallen Order on this one. Fallen Order? Okay. Fallen okay. Order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. Eric, what do you do? Yeah, I'm also going to go Fallen Order. I've never played Republic Commando. I've heard it's it's good, but I don't really know much about it. I know that I loved Fallen Order, but so yeah, I'm going Fallen Order. Fallen Order does have, you guys are both right. It is, Ooh. Uh, that is right, yes. Two to two. Um, yes, okay, so now let's figure out what was the actual number that you would get on the critical score on Metacritic for Fallen Order? Davey? Uh, I'll go first. Uh, my 
my Rogue One guess kind of threw me off. Now I'm thinking I'm thinking all sorts of crazy numbers now, but <laughs> Fallen Order I think is, is a positive game overall, and didn't really have a lot of DLC or anything that kept it living on. So I'm thinking a lot of the original reviews kind right. of just, there, was a de- there was a good update with the some... new game plus and whatnot, but not anything uh, crazy. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the same thing. I'm gonna say an 86 for Fallen Order because it feels like an 80s game, somewhere in that okay. upper echelon. So I have I don't know why this number popped into my head as soon as I thought about it, but I'm gonna go with 90, just a solid 90 right on the dot. Whew. You know what? I'm shocked actually that the number is this low. Uh, it is only a 79. Are you fucking Ooh. kidding me? I know, I know, I know. It's so hard to play a good Star Wars video game, and they made it Dude, canon. Dude, I am the I'm surprised. Good. The gameplay is phenomenal. Respawn is such a great developer. It deserves more of a... It, it really is a good game. You know what? I got you know what? bored with the Dodge Small Planet, but... You know why that might be? Um, I mean, I don't really know how Metacritic works, but initially when it was reviewed you know obviously initially when it came out there was tons of bugs and all this stuff so it kind of got raked through the coals a bit for the technical issues that it had when it first came out so i don't know if they update metacritic scores or if it's just solid based on the initial critical reviews but i'm assuming that's why it's lower but um wow i'm i'm surprised i i love that game dave won yep Okay, so Dave won that then. Yep. Okay, all right. Um, what was the tiebreaker? But let's. But, well, so real quick, I wanted to. It was so obvious, but when I first did this, I was like, "All right, Battlefront Two, two thousand five mm-hmm. versus Battlefront Two, two thousand seventeen. Which one had Ooh. a better score?" Um, I'm. Wait, I would say, say that again. Battlefront. So the Battlefront series has been remade, yeah. right? So they said they did one and two. Um. I would say originally for sure. Yeah. So yeah, the- OG Battlefront 2 was uh in 2005 and the remake or whatever the new series uh, Battlefront 2 uh was in 2017. I mean what were who who had a higher score? When Battlefront 2 came out, at first came out, everyone fucking hated it. So and everyone loved Battlefront the original Battlefront 2. Like that was that's one of the best Star Wars games out there. Right. Yeah, I completely would, yes. agree with that. I, everybody would, yeah. So you have a 78 for Battlefront 2 in 2005, and you have a 68 for 2017. I'm still surprised uh, it's Do that you guys want to take a shot? KOTOR, by far, the first KOTOR. Ooh. I think KOTOR 2 was an 89, but KOTOR 1 on the Xbox. Do you want to take a guess at what the Metacritic score was? Ooh, on Xbox. It's got to be, like ni- it's gotta be 93. It's got to be in the 90s. I would say in 92, probably. It's in the 90s, yes. 94. Ooh, 94. Dude, it's in Star Wars hot. video games, nothing is close to that. That's it. Yep. They won, the best. Yep. They, that one came with a lot of uh, updates on the Xbox, too, where they upscale a lot of the stuff, and that game looks surprisingly good for like an original Xbox game with all of the uh, niceties of the new system. But Dave, do you want to hear, some, hear something that's really going to make you kind of like, I think you're going to do an impulse buy, but... <laughs> I think it's got a 96 
on the i like on mobile phones, the mobile version. Dude, on mm. iPad, it, it it would be is really good. The iPad version of that game is really good. The best Star Wars video game rated of all time, and it's that's on, crazy. I don't know. I just was blown away by that. But yeah, so that's Kotor. Um, yeah, and then the TV shows. I think we all know that it would be uh, Mandalorian. Yep. Um, it's just like version season one versus season two but metacritic for some reason didn't have it and none of us really watch rebels or clone wars, clone wars yeah. so i didn't want to do that it's a hole that i want to watch um in star wars i just i don't know i just haven't gotten around to it uh but yeah so uh that was star wars episode two for us um hopefully the audio is better this time around um we're still going to be kind of figuring the shit out, you know, but... Uh, Let me plug our shit really quick. So we got... We have a Twitter account set up now. Um, and if you want to follow us, that's at Nomads of Fantasy. And I also set up an email for us, um, and that's nomadsoffantasy at gmail.com. Um, if you want to send in any questions, comments, we'll... I mean, we'd read them on the air if we get anything, so feel free to send them in. That one lucky day. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, this is, uh, it's all new to us, so these first few episodes are going to be rough. I'm going to get, like, something for my own sound to, like, kind of, I'm going to get one of those foam walls that goes around so I don't have any echo, and I'm trying not to get too close to the microphone. I hope the content's good. I hope people that do come across this listen to it and just enjoy our perspectives you know i think uh we're trying to be intelligent trying to be respectful trying to be optimistic but you know cynical yeah, a little bit you know we have our opinions clearly we don't like episode nine and rogue one is not <laughs> any better but that vader's like it is what it is and i think that's cool that we all can agree on that um i'm not as angry as a lot of people with star wars i fucking i have kids right like eric isn't it beautiful to introduce star wars to your kids though dude yeah i I don't really give him a choice. I I made his room Star Wars. His whole his whole room <laughs> is Star Wars theme. So Dave named his kid Luke. Yep, dude, Dave named come his on. kid Luke. Oh, what an accident, huh? How did that happen? Oh, Slip one past I the goalie it. there. Yeah. So, um, any any last words on Star Wars? Star Wars, like as far as like where it could go, how you're feeling, what would you like to see next? Or I'm just, ex- I, I mean, I'm excited for the Boba Fett show. I'm new, more Mandalorian. The Book um, of Fett. Yep. Uh, Obi Wan show. I'm definitely pumped for. Yes, yeah, dude. I'm gonna cry. Like they got a Rogue Squadron movie coming out in a year or two. Yeah. Like I was saying, I should be upcoming. I hope they just keep branching out into different um, corners of the Star Wars universe. And I think the TV show f- format really works for them um, as opposed to, like, the movies. It's a lot more to be a lot more to be optimistic about because for the longest time we were kind of just eating crumbs from George Lucas's table. <laughs> and kind of once it got tossed over to Disney, they're just taking the shotgun blast approach of just, like, buckshotting out... Well, they, I mean, and they're just like pumping, they're pumping it out. Like, I don't even know how many shows they have in development now. It's just kind of insane where you have like yeah, but I'm okay eight different Star Wars things coming out. So, I mean, it's, you know, no, I'm certainly not complaining. Yep. They're not all going to be gems and they're not all going to be great. So hopefully we get more, more good than we do get bad. But yep. it certainly is 
there certainly is a light at the end of the tunnel, and it's uh, it's John Favreau's gorgeous, gleaming face smiling back down upon us. Well, Dave, you probably like Favreau because of what his direction in the studio did, where they did that and Unreal Engine Five or whatever kind of like but live. He, like, he's doing some crazy you like shit. That Star Wars always pushes technology, and Favreau's kind of taking that ideology right to make right. Mandalorian. It's like, yes, we push the industry. Here's what we can do with the industry. It's the merging of the of the digital games and uh, a lot of that. So I don't know. I maybe I have the Mando's shiny armor to thank for it. I I don't know, but. It certainly looks really good. Give them that. Yep. So. I'm excited. I'm excited for the future of Star Wars. But, yeah, I think we can all agree. It certainly ain't going anywhere. Nope. That's for sure. <laughs> all right. Any last words? Because otherwise, I think we're, we're good here, boys. What do you guys want to say? Uh, Dave says to play more games and uh, watch more Star Wars. Yep. Same with Eric. I, I double that sentiment. All right. I guess I'll uh, say may the force be with you.